It's the middle of November, and we're going to attempt to talk about closers next on Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. Welcome into FBT in 5. As always, make sure to follow and stream us on Spotify. Today is Thursday, November 18th. I am Frank Stanfield, joined by Scott White, and we've got some way too early 2022 relief pitcher rankings. Let's see how many of these we can get to. One through five, we have Josh Hader and Liam Hendricks up at the top. I think it makes sense. You got a 1A and 1B, and then Emmanuel Class A. Rysel Iglesias, and Kenley Jansen rounding out the top five. Scotty, this ranking for Emmanuel Class A in the top three seems pretty aggressive. Yeah, particularly over Rysel Iglesias, who appears to be the consensus number three. I may eventually cave on that, but for now, for now, I'm saying I prefer Class A, whose stuff is just unbelievable, GIF-worthy, so much movement to go with the velocity. And it's not just pretty. I mean, the result is everything gets hit in the ground. What they do make contact, because he has a pretty good strikeout rate as well, everything gets hit into the ground. Weak contact. He had a 129 ERA this year, did Class A. And while it was kind of slow to come around to him last year because James Karinczak was uh, pretty impressive in his own right, I don't think we have to worry about Karinczak anymore. He, he really suffered from the uh, the crackdown on the, on the foreign substances, lost command, Lost swing in this potential ended up back in the minors. Not really a threat to Class A anymore, I don't think. Uh, Terry Francona loves his his uh, dedicated closers, and I, I think that's that's a job Class A is going to fill for years to come. All right, six through ten in the rankings, we have Ryan Presley, Edwin Diaz, Jordan Romano, Craig Kimbrell, and Aroldis Chapman. Kimbrell has uh, had his option picked up by the White Sox. He's with them for now, but the expectation is that he's going to be traded at some point in the offseason. Scott, I want to ask you about Aroldis Chapman. Finishes the season with over six walks per nine. He usually struggles with control, but it was really bad this year. And from June 1st on, when they started to crack down on the sticky substances, he had a 4.95 ERA, turns 34 years old in February. I'm kind of nervous about a role to Chapman. Yeah, I mean, it's reasonable to be nervous. His command was, it's never been great, but it was even worse this year. He's getting older. His velocity is, you know, it's 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 dropping a little bit. Still got a ton of strikeouts this year. Still is under contract, getting big money from the Yankees. Um, still every reason to believe he's going to be their closer. And after those initial struggles with the foreign substance crackdown, he he came back strong in September. 203 ERA in 14 appearances, 25 strikeouts in 13 and a third innings. Yeah, the whip might be kind of high. He might be a little shakier than in years past, but he's he's a dedicated closer who gets a ton of strikeouts. 11 through 15 in the rankings, we have Ranger Suarez, who has SPARP eligibility. So for those playing in points leagues, that is a starting pitcher uh, as a relief pitcher. So kind of a cheat code in that format. Giovanni Gallegos is 12th. Camilo Duvall, 13. Will Smith and then Scott Barlow rounding out the top 15 here. And Scott, Camilo Duvall with the uh, San Francisco Giants. 13 September innings once he returned from the minor leagues. Seven hits, two walks, zero earned runs, 18 strikeouts with a near 17% swinging strike rate. It's a small sample size, but... Seems like they kind of turned it over to him in September, and, and he looked really good in the postseason as well. Uh, do you believe yeah. that Doval will be the closer for the Giants? Well, I mean, I'm ranking him 13th, so I must. I, we, haven't, we haven't gotten to Jake McGee yet, who's still under contract for one more year and was the Giants' closer for most of the season. Doval came in when he got hurt late in the year, but uh, McGee was available for the playoffs, and as you point out, Doval, Camilo Doval still continued to get those chances. We'll never know 
with Gabe Kapler as the Giants manager, what he's thinking with regard to the ninth inning. Uh, he'll never officially name anybody the closer, so we'll just kind of have to wait and see, as is true for most teams these days, unfortunately. But my my hunch is, particularly since he's a right-hander, he has more bat-missing ability than Jake McGee. Uh, Duvall's going to be the guy to have in the Giants' bullpen. 16 through 20, Mark Melanson, Luis Severino, Cal Quantrill, Drew Steckenrider, and Dylan Floro. Uh, Scott, Mark Melanson is a free agent. We don't know where he's going to wind up yet, but he's getting up there in age, doesn't really have a a trustworthy skill set. Um, do you think Mark Melanson actually latches on somewhere as a closer once again? I think so. Uh, he has a long track record. He's the proven guy. He... You know, doesn't stand out in the ways a closer typically does. Doesn't miss bats at even an average rate. But extreme ground ball pitcher, you can understand why he keeps runs off the board even though the whip is kind of high. I could see a contender like the Cardinals potentially or or really anyone who needs a closer. Just signing him to take care of the ninth inning and, and trusting him to do what he's always done. I'm not particularly excited to draft him, but he does seem like he'll be a stable enough source of saves if if that indeed, ha- indeed happens this offseason, if he signs with the team who we know that's how he's, they're going to use him. For more extensive fantasy baseball coverage, listen to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, your smart speakers, or anywhere else podcasts are found. And thanks to listening to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. We'll be back again on Tuesday morning. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.